Welcome to Neo Chats, an interview-style podcast focusing on educating neonatal nurses, caring for newborns and their families, hosted by Jenna Morton. It is a project of the Canadian Association of Neonatal Nurses, a nonprofit organization committed to the health and well-being of newborns and their families. Welcome to the final episode of our eighth series of Neo Chats, where we've been focusing on infectious diseases in the NICU. If you haven't listened to our previous chats yet, please take time at the end of this episode to go back and hear Dr. Joanne Langley speak on RSV, Dr. Jeffrey Pernica on CMV, and Dr. Ari Bitten on sexually transmitted and bloodborne infections. On this episode, we're shifting the discussion slightly from a single infectious disease to how we treat them. NICU infants are at risk for an overwhelming number of complications, particularly infections. And as such, they're often given antibiotics as a preventative measure, but there are risks associated with that approach as well, namely creating antibiotic-resistant organisms, or superbugs. Our guest for this episode is examining the issue in Canada and working to create best practices around the use of antibiotics in NICUs. Dr. Joseph Ting is a staff neonatologist with Alberta Health Services, He's also the Variety, the Children's Charity, and the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation Pediatric Clinical Research Professor for Women's and Children's Health Research Institute at the University of Alberta. Dr. Ting is also an Associate Director for EPIC under the Canadian Neonatal Network and Co-Chair of their Nonsocomal Infection Group. He's also lead author on several research papers relating to this topic. Welcome to NeoChats, Dr. Ting. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. I think this is going to be a very fascinating topic, and I'd like to know just where you would like to start to talk about antibiotic use and NICUs. Yeah, so uh, uh, this is a very important and interesting topic. We all know that antibiotics are life-saving. When um, our tiny babies uh, suffer from infections, we need to have the antibiotics to uh, to kill the pathogens, to save the lives of the tiny babies. On the other hand, in the uh, newborn populations, we know that the features of the infections of sepsis are very nonspecific. In our in our kids, like when they are uh, having infections, they usually they will become um, they will have a fever. They will complain that they are not feeling well, but the tiny babies won't be able to talk to you to express that like, oh, I'm having something wrong. And interestingly, especially in the small babies, they rarely mount up a um, fever. So um, instead, they may have, I'm sure like we all have seen those babies, they may have some breathing a bit faster or presenting as apnea, desaturations, or a bit tachycardic. Things are very, very nonspecific. Uh, the, the tummy may be a bit more distended. Um, so the issue is like how are we going to capture those potential infections as early as possible so in the neonatal world there is a very interesting phenomenon what we call empirical antibiotic use when we are suspecting the sepsis let's go to start the antibiotics especially with some potent antibiotics right away don't wait this is kind of like 101 in the neonatology teaching because like we know that like when we are kind of like delay and wait for 24, 36, 40 hours, it can potentially mean life or death. So we need to start the antibiotics very early. Then come to the question is like, when are we going to stop the antibiotics? 
um, do we just give like two days, three days, five days, seven days? The problem is that we don't have very good kind of like guidelines, guidance, or even laboratory tests to tell us when to, we can stop the antibiotics, when we are going to uh, be able to rule in, infections confidently. Um, so the dynamic is on the one hand, infection is something very serious. Infection can kill. We have to start the antibiotics early because of the concern of the non-specific features of the infections. Uh, we don't like to miss any infections. On the other hand, we know that like after starting the antibiotics, when are we going to stop it? So this is the um, the some very very practical issues, and um, we all know that like the more antibiotic use, we are going to um, it can be associated with um, like the development of the resistant bugs. This is a world worldwide phenomenon. And in the past 10 years, there has been increasing research showing that it may also have some other long-term, short-term health impact on the on the babies, on the neonatal outcomes. So this is the dilemma. We need the antibiotics, but we cannot give too much antibiotics. So we need to strike a balance and it's very difficult to find this kind of like the, the balance point. So this is where... Um, myself and also uh, my team members. And then we are also working with uh, lots of NICUs across the country to try to see where we can find the balance points to use uh, antibiotics in a very cautious, reasonable way. And this is what we refer to antibiotic uh, stewardship. It must be such a, a, a difficult mix of science and ethics to try to come up with, with where those lines should be. Can you talk a little bit about the you know the conversations and the thought process that you might have as you start to get some of the the data to help make these decisions the difficulty is the how are we going to confidently diagnose the infection and how are we going to confidently rule out the infections uh it is not that easy and um in the tiny babies we are also very restricted by uh the lots of limitation of laboratory tests um, there are many, many tests available. There are many, many research available. But again, the dynamic of the tiny baby is like, um, we can only draw very little amount of the blood. We cannot draw 5, 10 cc, 20 cc of the blood from a tiny baby to do some tests. That's not going to work because tiny babies, the blood volume is small. So um, it's difficult. So we have to go back to the science just to see where we are, what we know and what we don't know. And then just to come up some kind of like the um, education process. So for example, like what we know, what are the best practice, then here we try to do the, the best we can to kind of like disseminate the knowledge um, so as to educate the people, like what we know, what are the cautions, how we are going to do that. So I I like the um, one of the terms that people like, from the heart, from the uh, uh, from the from the head, and also from the heart. Head is like we like to educate the people so that they can have the, equip with them like the knowledge, and also the importance of the judicious use of antibiotics, and they have the heart. Keep reminding them myself, uh, re reminding them themselves, and then we are providing the necessary skills, the hands to help them to 
uh, to to work on that. It, it's not that easy, but uh, we are getting uh, we we have seen some uh, quite some improvement, especially in the past ten years because the antibiotic stewardship in neonates, you know, tiny babies, is something relatively new. If you go to the literatures, like in adults, antibiotic stewardship is nothing new. It has been like definitely 10, 20, 30 years. But for the antibiotic stewardship, we are start actually just start the moving the baby steps compared to the adult world. So um, we have more and more scientific knowledge in the five, 10 years. How are we going to translate this into the backside practice so that people can apply those quote unquote book knowledge to improve the care of the babies? This is something that we are working on. I'm wondering if you can give kind of a, a snapshot idea of of what this research looks like internationally, not just here in Canada, but is it something that that other researchers are working on that you're able to collaborate with in terms of international data? Sure. So maybe I will just quote one example. Is like one of the things that we are working on. There, we talk about lots of controversies. Uh, one of the thing is like we know that among those preterm babies, um, there's a group of the infants who are at very low risk of the developing early onset sepsis. Um, they were born through cesarean section. There's no rupture of the membrane. There's no clinical features of chorea amniotis. Frequently, the baby was born early because of maternal conditions such as the um, preeclampsia, uh, like gestational hypertension. So in this group of the infants, in the old days in our own data, we've seen that quite a lot of them are receiving prolonged antibiotics. Five days antibiotics within the first seven days. So I'm questioning why do we have to do this? We already know that the rate of the the chance of having sepsis is low. So the Canadian data and also there have been some other couple of those uh, researchers in the North America state, we have shown that like you give the prolonged antibiotics are not going to bring any additional benefits to this group of the infants. Why do we have to give like five days, seven days? Can we shorten it? Say if the blood culture comes back to be negative and we know that like when the blood cultures come back negative like for two days, we are very sure that infection is extremely unlikely in this clinical context. Um, so unless there's some other like very exceptional scenarios that all of a sudden happen after birth, uh, the chance of infection is extremely unlikely. In that case, what we need to do is like to um, stop the antibiotics by 36, 40 hours, avoid giving prolonged antibiotics. In one of the research I have been um I, I work with the um, Canadian Neonatal Network, and then we published that in year 2019 in pediatrics. And then what we found is that like prolonged antibiotics four to seven days is not going to bring additional benefits compared with those no antibiotics or like given less than three days. The data is there, it's very clear, and the the finding has been like has been a review by the peers in those are what we call peer review manuscript. And I also have a got a chance to have a, a video interview as well with my um with the uh, director of the Canadian Neonatal Network at that time. So we are really grateful to see after we publish this and then try to disseminate the knowledge within the group, we are seeing a decreasing amount of the um uh, uh prolonged antibiotics in the past few years. 
um, this is really um, encouraging. And we know that like antibiotic stewardship is, we have to strike a balance between what we worry, what we fear about missing an infection, and also the uh, potential side effect of antibiotics. And I, what I would advocate is like to start with those uh, least debatable areas with a very clear science, and then we'll start to work on that so as to gradually decrease the unnecessary use of antibiotics. Yeah, this is one of the examples that I would like to quote because it is least controversial. And I think it's it's a very clear, concrete example for people to to understand the the greater topic. What should we expect in the next, you know, say five years of research? What what do you think we're going to see in terms of best practices coming out in Canada? We are having currently having a what we call national wild antimicrobial stewardship um, exercise. Um, we are very fortunate to be funded by the uh, CIHR, the Canadian Institute for Health Research to conduct their studies. So we are currently collecting the the infection and their antimicrobial susceptibility, as well as the antibiotic use in the um, uh, NICU populations. So um, we always say we need to have a very clear baseline so as to establish where the gaps of the uh, the practice are. And um, the interesting part of the antibiotic stewardship is like um, we cannot use a cookbook approach. Um, every single center has different challenges. Some centers may have more resistance. Some centers, they may have a certain type of the culture, uh, make the people kind of like more anxious about the sepsis, or they may actually have more sepsis indeed. So every unit is different. So we try to basically develop a kind of like to promote the best practice across the country. At the same time, we'll also encourage every site to provide every site with their own data so that they can provide some kind of tailor-made uh, regime that is suitable for the babies in their units. So uh, we are doing this right now, and then we um, we just um, having the two-year baseline data. We are in the middle of the uh, analysis. I think this will be really exciting. And of course, and on the other hand, as um, to the best way to reduce the antibiotics is also we um, to to try to reduce infection as well. We have been targeting on various controversial areas such as the ventilator associated pneumonia, the urinary tract infection. They have a lot of those are controversial um, uh, definitions, and so we are trying to. Um, uh, uh, trying our best to try to develop the best diagnostics and uh, uh, clinical practice guidelines on those areas. We are actually moving forward. We um, a few years ago we gathered a group of the twenty-ish people to develop some kind of narrative review on the best practice, the use of antibiotics. So uh, we have done that uh, already. Done that part. So we are taking step by steps. Uh, it's not easy. This is a problem faced by the people across the country and also worldwide, but I think we are moving there. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to highlight some of the work that you're doing and look forward to to hearing more in the years to come. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Dr. Joseph Ting is a staff neonatologist with Alberta Health Services. He's also the Variety, the Children's Charity, and the Stollerly Children's Hospital Foundation Pediatric Clinical Research Professor in the Division of Neonatal Perinatal Care in the Department of Pediatrics at the Women's and Children's Health Research Institute at the University of Alberta. NeoChats is a project of the Canadian Association of Neonatal Nurses. This podcast is supported by Sanofi Canada as part of an educational sponsorship. 
Sanofi Canada has not influenced the selection of interviewees, questions, or editing of the content. The content producer and host is Jenna Morton. Technical production by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub. For more information on the association, visit our website at www.neonatalcan.ca or our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram pages.